years and got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? I heard that uh, there might be a job opening. You start Friday night. You're giving me a job? Coyote ugly. Why would you name your bar that? Because Cheers was taken. been carjacked, right? Don't turn around. This won't take long. Wait, who are you? Someone who prefers not getting involved. Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako and I am I, I, I am still hooked by the idea of subscription TV. Hi, I'm producer Dave. I don't know about hooked by subscription TV. I think um, it's starting to get a little bit fragmented. There's so many out there um, and there's so much good stuff to watch that it's becoming impossible to keep up. But I, I know, see, that, this thing, that's the thing. So a few weeks ago, we were having a conversation about how all the prices for the subscription um, channels are going up like mm. apple just announced that they're going up and i think netflix are going up secretly and so on and so forth so they're all going up so i kind of said okay i'm going to do that whole thing where i'm going to cut down uh, on the ones that i you know that, that i don't need so i start going through all of them i'm like okay i guess apple it doesn't have anything that's good and amazon prime seems to not be doing anything that's good and so on and so forth so i'm just about to start cutting when paramount plus drops uh the uh lioness which is the um zoe um zoe saldana um nicole kidman uh spy dr- uh, drama action drama on paramount plus so i'm watching i binge watched the entire first season i'm like this is amazing i have to wait and watch the second season i go to apple tv i'm like i'm gonna cancel Apple tv and i see the morning show is on there and uh, which is it's been there for a while th- three seasons i start watching i'm like let me just see one episode and if it's not good i'll cancel it but i'm hooked now i'm like binge watch season one i'm now in season two and i'm like okay i'll go to disney plus i'll cancel disney plus but i was like there's no way i'm canceling disney plus and there's like I've, I've seen the shows that are there like for example and i flick through and the americans pop up and this is if you haven't seen the americans it's a great great freaking show it's very good um it, it it's 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 set in the 80s it's about american spies well no, no no sorry russian spies in america who are pretending to be american and they're being and and lead fbi agent moves opposite their house moves into the house opposite them so they're living across the street and so they have to be it's just it's a great show i think it's got six six seasons i have watched 
the five I've watched five of the seasons. I hadn't seen the sixth season, but I, ha- I was like, no, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna binge watch it. I've started watching it. I'm now on season three. It's a I producer Dave, you need to help me. You need to have like an intervention for me and just start canceling some of the stuff that I'm watching because I can't help myself. I'm I made some suggestions and uh, you don't seem to be willing to take them. So every time, what was it? What, remind me of your suggestions. What did you suggest that I should do? The suggestion is you cancel one or two until something you know that you like would like to watch comes up, and then just pick them up again. So you don't have them running all the time. You just have them when you need them. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? For Christmas, my New Year's resolution is going to be that. So that's what's going to happen. I'm going to spend December. I'm going to take the holiday. I'm going to go look at all of the all the, the subscription channels that I have. I'm going to, and, and this is how I'll do it. If that subscription channel has at least five TV shows or movies that I'm interested in watching, I'll keep it. If it doesn't have at least five, if it's like within one and three, I will came through those what it has and i'll cancel it and i'll keep an eye out in case a new one pops up and then i'll subscribe then does that work well yeah that's that's the that's the way around it as far as i can see sweet all right that's 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 what i'm gonna do producer dave what have you been watching well funny enough i i sat there looking through disney plus and i was thinking to myself well i've watched quite a lot of the marvel stuff i've watched quite a lot of the star wars stuff so I decided to have a look at Star and a show popped up, which I thought, oh, this looks interesting. And it's called Unprisoned. And it's uh, what they call a dramedy, a comedy drama. And it, it refers to a mixed race or biracial woman who, when we meet her, is basically waiting for her father to come out of jail. And he'd been in jail for 17 years. And she was thinking, it's going to follow the same pattern. He's going to turn around and say, yeah, this is the last time, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes back inside again. She wants to see him, but she's kind of like distancing herself from him. However, he is of the opinion that this, that was the last time. He's never going to go back. He wants to be with his family. He wants to be with his daughter. wants to see his grandson and be a country a positive contribution to their lives and it's about that you you meet uh, it stars sorry Kerry um Washington and, and Delroy Lindo right Delroy Lindo as yeah. the father and I have to say after watching the first episode I kind of like okay and then I watched the second episode and I thought you know what I'm not going to slow this down so there's only what uh six episodes i think no eight episodes and i have to say i was well and truly just bought into it um i i i loved it i really did really enjoy watching it i I still enjoy watching it as you were describing it i I remember seeing an advert for it a long time ago and it just I was like, it's one of those things, you know me, I'm like squirrel and I just get distracted. So I saw it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, oh whatever is on Punisher. And I'm going to watch Punisher. Uh, and so I forgot about it. But now that you've mentioned it, see, now you've given me another reason to to stay on to Disney Channel. So that's that's the thing. I think Disney Plus is going to be at least one of them. 
that's going to stay on. on, on well, there's that. a load of stuff in uh, the Star section of Disney Plus, um, and th th there is just so much stuff there. I was just like, whoa! But I came across this one, and I was really, really, really impressed with the quality of the writing, uh, the acting as well. Um, Kerry Washington is um, really good in it. And her son is going to, should become a little bit of a star as well. He's, he is fantastic. He's got his grandfather's back, even though his mum is not as supportive of it as she could be. But then again, she's got history weighing on her. And in some respects, it reminds me, it comes across like well, Sex in the City. Yeah. In some respects, she's, whereas Sex in the City, she, um, the main character was typing, uh, what do I call it, uh, an article for yeah. thing. Paige Alexander, who's the name, name of the um, character, she is actually on Instagram. So you see her talking to her phone and you actually see the phone, see it from the phone side. So you see all the comments coming up and everything else as well. Okay, so, so they, uh, it's updated to be a, like an Instagram influencer kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. But one thing that I really, really to like popped for me was that you see her inner child coming out. And I'm literally saying her inner child. You see this little girl come up and just drop some bombs in there. It is just so freaking good. It really is. The first time it happens, you think, what, what the hell's going on? And then you realize it's her inner child speaking and... The inner child is speaking directly to you, the audience, about whatever it is that's going on. Um, you see her inner child virtually every single episode. Um, Edwin Alexander's inner child pops up in one episode, but you don't. He doesn't speak to the audience, but you do see him. Okay. It's kind of like a bridge. You see where they've come from, and it gives a pointer to where they're going to. Okay. It's really good. Also, um, one of the things um, that happens in there is that Edwin's probation officer, he becomes very much entwined in the family, but you need to watch it to find out why. Um, okay. I'm trying not to give away too much because there, there are some really good episodes there. There's one called Negrescence, which is just, wow. I saw, I saw, I saw the, the title, of, I, I, as you were talking about it, I flicked through Disney Plus to to make it one of my one of the ones I'm going to be watching next. So yes, I, I saw I saw the title of I think that's episode six or seven. Six. So yeah. I, so I'm definitely going. to, Yes, it is one I'm going to be putting on my list. So it's yeah. Unprisoned on Disney Plus, correct? Uh, Unprisoned Disney Plus. You have to go to the Star section to get it. Yes. Okay, fantastic. That's one I'm definitely going to be checking out uh, pretty soon. Uh, as I as I mentioned earlier, I was I, I've I've been I'm I'm back on. Uh, the Americans, which is also on Disney Plus, I think that's also tied to Stars as well. Uh, so it's it's a lot of a lot of the uh, not non-family friendly content is where you would get on Stars. Uh, so on on that side of Disney Plus, uh, as I mentioned as well, I'm Apple TV. I'm watching The Morning Show. Have you seen The Morning Show on Apple TV? I've seen a couple of episodes and I do like it, but I just haven't gone back to it to be quite honest. Yeah, it's Rachel. Um, Rachel. It's uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Rachel. Uh, yeah, Rachel from Friends. Funnily enough, it's Rachel from Friends and Rachel's younger sister 
uh, Reese Witherspoon because yes, she plays right, the young yeah. sister in Friends. So both of them are in it. It's about these two uh, news anchor reporters who are on this TV show called The Morning Show. Uh, it's kind of like you know, you know, uh, Good Morning like, Britain, like Good Morning Britain, and so on and so forth, right? So uh, and it kicks off with it's it was originally uh, Jennifer Aniston's character and Steve Carell, who's you know from The Office, um, and the the show the very first episode kicks off with a breaking scandal which means that steve carell's character is being dropped and so it follows the fallout from that the from the breaking of that story to uh reese witherspoon's character coming in and getting joining the team and all the politics behind the scenes and so on and they kind of map it with some of the world events that are occurring season two jumps it goes into into sort of like the whole covid you know the the build up of covid and the news and how it's come from japan and so on and so forth it's really really good they they interweave um societal big stories in society into the the show and you get to see how they as the news reporters are tackling it with their own narcissistic you know um you know or more uh, selfish self-centered attitudes towards them when they keep their jobs and and so on connected with that so it's really really good i really enjoy it um, so I'm watching that as well. But as I know a lot of people ask me, when do I get the time? And I ask myself, when do I get the time to watch all this stuff? And I know what, how I managed to do it. Um, it's not healthy at all. But there are a whole bunch of other shows that I, I, I haven't mentioned over the last couple of weeks that I've been binging. Have you seen um, the uh, Squid Game, the reality series on Netflix? No, I haven't. No. no. Okay. So I said to myself I was not going to watch it because the Squid Game TV show, the the, the original one, the Korean drama, it's fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant show. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's got twists and stings and, and, and lovable characters who you turn and hate. And in the very next episode, you turn and love them again. Fantastic show. And I didn't want to watch the reality TV show because I was like, Ugh, it's not going to it's not going to be the same. Um, but because of Gogglebox, and Gogglebox are amazing at being able to tease you and trick you into watching TV shows. There are a lot of TV shows that I have not wanted to watch or I've never heard about until they do it on Gogglebox, where they watch they show the the you know the people in Gogglebox watching those those clips of those shows. And I'm like, oh, this seems something quite interesting. And that's what happened with us. So we saw the clip of the very first episode. And we were like, okay, you know what? Let's watch this. And we watched it and we were hooked. You can't attach yourself to any of the contestants. The the way they do the show, they do the show brilliantly, right? Where they they start off with some of the very common, the the common games from the, the TV show, from Squid Games. So everybody knows this game is coming up. This game is coming up. And there was one game in particular that they were, it's like, you know that if you've watched the TV series, you know that that's what the next game is. And so you see a whole bunch of characters all teaming up and knowing that this is exactly what they need to do for this game. They're going to have to crush the team and so on and so forth. And then they step through the doors and it's a completely different game. And it completely ruins their plans. And you're like, ah. And that was the moment I was like, okay, the producers of this show are sociopaths. And I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, you can't attach yourself to a character because you know that tagline of 
uh, the Suicide Squad, not the not the first one, but the James Gunn one, where it says, um, you know, if I something I can't remember exactly what the tagline was, but the fact that you know you can't really attach yourself because your heroes are going to get killed or something along those lines, right? Where your favorite characters are just going to get killed, and in the first couple of scenes of Suicide Squad, they do they kill off a whole bunch of people that you're thinking who's going to be left that's the same thing with this show mm-hmm. they follow certain people and they start to d- build a narrative that you think okay this person's obviously going to be the one in the end and i can tell you none of them reach the final <laughs> nobody the people that reach the final are people that you're like what i did not expect and they bring oh there's this villain that they pop up at this point and it's like it's like from the from the from the beginning when they took her you know like the the headshot to place it in there if if i if, because obviously there are like 400 different people you can't really pick up the person's picture but from the from the moment they took that mugshot picture you knew that that person or they, not not us but they knew that, that person was going to be built up to become evil because damn there's a part where it, it's great it's, it's a it's an amazing reality tv show obviously some of the bits there's some stories that are coming out about how the producers were helping certain people and whatnot but that's always going to happen that is always going to happen you know re- reality tv show contestants that didn't win are going to come out and start bad mouthing the show um, and the way they've done it um in fact i don't I, i'm not going to say i'm not going to say what has happened even though it's already out there um, about the finale. I'm not going to say it because if you want to go watch it, I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to get the same kind of what WTF reaction that I got when I was watching it. So, uh, but yeah, that's um, Squid Game, the reality TV show. Um, and also the Korean uh, version, which is the Korean, I mean, the actual drama, the, the TV show is coming back for season two, I think in, in the new year. So looking forward to that. It was, you you watched Squid Games, correct? Yeah, I did. So this is obviously a, pl- a little bit of a teaser placeholder for just to sort of build the expectation. Yes, exactly, yes. exactly. Going and... back to what you were saying about the morning show um, yes. and the first episode, it suddenly brought to mind what happened with this morning and the yes, yeah. oh, yes, with um, Phil Schofield and um, uh, what's her name. Um, yes, but I, yes, 100%. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't even put the two together. Obviously, that the morning show was done way before, uh, um, as in, sorry, the, the Jennifer Aniston TV show was the, that show that season was done way before the Phil Schofield issues popped up. But yes, it, it is pretty much the same, not, not the same, but in the same theme, the same themes floating around the same way both handle the situation is similar. And it's just, you're watching it like, wow, this, but obviously that happens, you know, time and time again. Um, mm. I think they were basing it more on what was happening during the whole, the, the start of the Me Too movement where a number of um, news anchors, very famous news anchors got dropped from, from their contracts because of stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think they were leaning more to the American one. And then life imitates art just as art imitates life. Yep. Mm. Oh, and one more show that I started watching. Go for it. Um, and this is, 
a Disney Marvel one, which I'd just been avoiding, but it just kept on coming back to me. Moon Knight. <laughs> okay. And um, I watched the first episode and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this reminds me of another show that's on Disney Plus, which I'd watched already. Can you guess which one it is? Hold on. So Moon Knight, what show that you've watched already that is on Disney Plus, Moon, Moon Knight reminded you of? Mm. Ooh. Okay. Just let me ask you this question. Give me a hint. Is it a superhero show or is it is it not? Kind of and not quite. I I my mind is blank. Your mind is blank. Yeah, so um, it stars um the son of um uh, Professor X. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So um the yes, the 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 one following um oh I, I can't remember the name of it but the one where he's a uh he he's he's a telepath he's a very very strong telepath yes um see i thought that's why i asked you if it was a superhero one i was thinking the same kind of thing but the name escapes me what's yes. the name of the show oh gosh yeah. i know it's got jermaine clement in it and it's got aubrey plaza in it and it's got a whole bunch of people in it yeah i mentioned it now and it's just gone straight out of my head that that, <laughs> that illness is like kind of like that cold is really like freaking me out no um, but yeah, it, it just reminded me of that. And um, the themes are kind of similar, well, kind of similar, but not quite, because um, Moonlight is um, about this guy who has dissociative identity disorder. Yes. It's not gifted. Karen, Karen. Yeah. And he, um, when you see him, you see him, the first episode, you see him basically chaining himself to the bed every night because for some reason and then all of a sudden you see him wake up and in one episode this first episode he, he wakes up and he's driving a car and he's trying not to get caught and it, then it goes back and it, it shows you what the build-up to that was and it goes forward again and you notice that every once in a while the screen suddenly goes blank and then all of a sudden he wakes up again and things have moved on and you think what the hell's going on really good really really interesting i i was cutting it with unprisoned because Legend. it's really Legend. intense drama and i needed i needed something to um to sort of like break it up to be quite honest but yeah legion sorry legion let's it legion yes um i, I saw, see when you said when you said that about moon knight in my head, I was thinking, I, I did think Legion, but again, I couldn't remember the name of the show and I couldn't remember for the life of me the name of the actor, Dan Stevens from, all I kept thinking was the guy that's from The Guest and is from um, uh, Downton Abbey and a whole bunch of other, I was like, I could remember the actors in the show, but I couldn't remember the name of the show and I knew it was X-Men, which is why I asked, is this superhero related? And as you said that, I was like, it is going to be that one, but I couldn't remember it. And you're absolutely right because he at the start of legion it's been a while since i watched it but at the start of legion is the whole thing where he is having blackouts and memory loss and, and such but it's because of how powerful a psychic he is that certain things he can control certain things so and it's similar to moon knight in the sense that moon knights just he blacks out and then he wakes up and he's in a completely different place mm. i i would i would do exactly the same thing you just said which is go back and rewatch it the problem is Oh, 
I, I still remember the feeling I had when I finished watching it, which was, a, it was kind of a hollow feeling because I really enjoyed it. I was in for the thrill that I was, I was with, the, I was in for the ride. Um, it was a great show. I love uh, Oscar. Um, oh, what's his, his name? Uh, the actor. See, it's Christmas time, so my brain's going blank, and because of eggnog and whatnot, but it's not eggnog, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, the 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 actor for they played Moonlight. Do you remember his name? Ooh, Oscar no. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yes. Oscar. Okay. Um, I knew it was Oscar something. So Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So he's terrific. In as if you know, if you don't know what Moonlight is about, it's about a character, as you said, he's he he blacks out, but he has multiple personalities, and each personality does a different thing, and so on and so forth. And he plays each character. Each character is completely distinct from the next one. Mm. He does a terrific job in that TV show, and for me, I think it's just the fact that it ends in such a yank done. And it's like, well, what was all that leading to? It, it it was leading to something, and something big happened. But the way it just ended was just done. And I don't want to spoil the ending, which is why I'm, you know, I, I don't want to go into that bit. But it just was a very, it was a hollow ending for me. But because obviously it's kind of like they set up where there, there's going to be season two. But I don't think there's going to be season two anymore because Marvel keeps shifting their plans. But who knows? So so I agree with you. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But I, I'm not itching to go back and watch and rewatch it uh, just yet. Not like Punisher or Daredevil that I've watched multiple times and will happily still watch it again. I've just introduced Mini Marcus to, um, which is Jacob. I've introduced him to um, Pun. I'm introducing him to Punisher. He's seen Daredevil season one, so I wanted to introduce him to Punisher because he. he he really likes the idea of Punisher. Um, so I was like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start, we're gonna I'm gonna introduce you properly to the Punisher by getting you to watch season two of Daredevil first, because that's where they introduce him, right? The the Netflix version that is now in Disney Plus. So we're now watching season two of Daredevil. We're like four episodes in. He's loving the introduction, and then we're gonna jump into season one of Punisher, um, and then and wrap off of season two and 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 i'm so excited the fact that they're bringing um john bernthal back so they're bringing that character back in disney plus they're going to do a new season and uh, they're bringing daredevil back with charlie cox i think he's amazing in it they've already introduced him in in the mcu so that's great so mm. uh yeah those are new tv shows which means i'm going to be still even if i cancel all the other subscription shows moonlight well, yeah. that they reckon um, they may come back with a, a season two, okay. but it was supposed to be just a stack because I kind of did a little bit of reading about it and there may be a season two, but it may also jump into a film. That's true. That's they're true. Keep, they're, they're keeping their options open. We'll see how it goes. Well, we've been rambling on for quite a while. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we might as well just jump straight into film and TV news. So 
on our film and TV news uh, today, just before we jump into the spotlight, where we will be having Julia from Artisian, who's talking about some, some major news uh, with regards to the uh, world-renowned bar Artisian, which is at the Langham Luxury Hotel, and the and and the the amazing food and cocktail pairing that we'll be doing. That will be coming up in the spotlight segment. But in our news segment, we're going to be talking about some of the great TV shows that are being renewed for new seasons across various uh, platforms. Uh, first of all, we'll talk about uh, two shows that I really, really like on Amazon Prime. The Boys, is, the trailer for season four has dropped and it, I, I, I'm avoiding the trailer. I always like to avoid trailers for like Marvel films and whatnot, but also for The Boys, mainly because if you're if if you've if you've watched even a single episode of the boys you'll know how shocking sometimes some of the imagery can be uh it's 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 gory it is over sexualized and it is funny as hell so i don't want to ruin any of the surprises for this new season that's coming up so i haven't watched the trailer i'm staying well clear of it producer dave have you seen the boys on amazon prime yet I have watched a few episodes, but I haven't watched uh, the entire... I haven't even seen the first series, let's put it that way. Oh, you Not all the way through. Man. It's a oh. great show. It's basically looking at superheroes. I don't even say in a realistic... Um, from a realistic lens, but it's just looking at uh, looking at superheroes from a pessimistic point of view. Uh, if, if you're a fan of The Watchmen, which is... What was his name? Alan... Uh, who who's the who, who's the guy who wrote the Watchmen? You know the the artist. Oh, well, he wasn't the artist. He was the one who wrote the story. Alan, my name escapes me. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, but when he wrote the one the the Watchmen, he wrote it with the idea of looking at superheroes as not being as goody two shoes as we would all really expect. And if you gave people that amount of power, responsibility actually flies out the window. And the boys basically run with that. Just it's a world where superheroes is superheroes are real. They have that. They 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 are run by a massive global corporation, and all of the negativity that comes with a superhero, as in lack of responsibility and so on and so forth, is is there on full show. It is a great great show. Go check it out. It's it's season four is about to drop. It had a spinoff which is Gen V which looks at uh, uh it's like young teen it's kind of like the teenage version of the boys if you will but it's focusing on teenage superheroes as they're in uh in, they go to college and so on and so forth and i thought it was just gonna, i thought it was going to be terrible i thought it was going to be lackluster but no 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 gen v holds its own it is just as shocking it is just as fantastic and it leads perfectly into season four so go check it out it's great alan another moore. show oh sorry go on sorry alan moore alan moore thank you very much alan moore yes um so alan moore very he, he did a lot of comic books that were more looking at a dystopian lens with regards to superheroes uh, he did v for vendetta as well uh, and he always hated when people adapted his stuff. So that, that's <laughs> that, that's uh, Alan Moore. Uh, but yeah, the boys. I I I don't know what his opinion is or was if he's still alive. I, I think he's still alive. Um, I don't know what his opinion is of the boys. But if I were to take a guess, I would say he 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 is a he's a big fan because that that 
show. Go check it out. And then another show, completely switching genres, if you will, is Reacher, which is on Amazon Prime. Season two is about to premiere. It is coming in December. I don't remember exactly when, but I can guarantee you, as soon as it drops, I'm in. I'm binge-watching that show. And news has just dropped that it has been renewed for season three. This is Alan Richardson. Alan Richardson. Uh, it's hard to pronounce his last name. Uh, playing Reacher. What? I, I don't know if you ever if you ever saw the movie version of of Reacher, which was Tom Cruise. And if any of you are fan of the you know fans of the books, uh, one of the major uh, issues that a lot of fans of the books had with the films is that the character of Reacher is supposed to be this huge giant of a man or this tall, really big guy. That then as soon as he walks in the room, that's the first thing everybody notices of how big he is. And then you have Tom Cruise with, playing this character. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I did like the films. If you were to remove the whole idea of who Reacher is supposed to be, Tom Cruise was, you know, he, he, those two films were possible. They were all right. They were entertaining. But you check out the uh, the Alan Richardson version of Reacher on Amazon Prime. And dude is magnificent in it. I've watched the show twice this season one i've watched it twice already i watched it the first time and i pretended not to have watched it so i can watch it the second time with someone else and it's it and i would happily dive back in to watch it a third time just before season two comes out but i'm massively happy that season that they've renewed it for season three then jumping from uh from amazon prime jumping to another platform service uh, disney plus they've and i guess yeah disney plus it's part of stars i guess stars is part of disney plus so on hulu rather is part of they're not part of disney plus but they are the ones who are creating uh the bear and that's why those people in the uk can actually watch the bear uh season one and season two and season three is now being confirmed that is going to be coming up and it's like again this is a great great show we our guest julia is, is coming in soon on spotlight we're definitely going to be asking her if she's seen it. it if you haven't seen the bear it is following a chef a a a, a genius or a prodigy chef who has to quit working in the big time and move back home in back home i think chicago if i'm not mistaken I, I think I'm mistaken. I think I'm confusing Chicago with, it doesn't matter, but he has to move back home to go and take over his brother's uh, uh, deli, if you will, That is, and his, his brother commits suicide. You, you find this out from the very first episode, so no spoiler, and he has to come back in and take over, and it's it's chaos. Chaos is an understatement uh, in 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 that in that particular in the deli that he has to come back and take over and wrangle all the disparate random characters that are working behind in in the kitchen. But it's a great great show. It, it, it as soon as I saw the very first episode, in fact, when I heard about the show, it kind of reminded me of Boiling Point, which you can see both on netflix the film you can see it on netflix you can also see the tv series on bbc iplayer that came out recently um those two go hand in hand uh, but the bear season three being confirmed amazing news absolutely happy with it producer dave you haven't seen the bear yet have you no i haven't it's in my list of 
films to watch. Okay, but I, I definitely will definitely push that you go and see that ASAP. And just to wrap up uh, shows on different uh, platforms, Apple TV. Did you hear that Slow Horses season three is now dropped? Uh, I heard that Slow Horses season three has dropped. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, it, it it was a surprise. I flicked on because again I hadn't gone onto uh, Apple TV for a while because obviously Ted Lasso had finished and there wasn't anything really in Silo hadn't come back. So I was like, okay, I went to see something new. So I jumped back on to go and check out Morning Show and then I saw episode one of season three of Slow Horses. Man, that show it's it's spy drama uh, from the from from the british point of view it's the slow horses are essentially the department of i think mi5 where it's it's kind of like exile for spies who have who, who have done something wrong you know they've been they've done the there's the whole idea of you know is this american spy tv shows where they always talk about oh you know i'm getting sent to work in siberia so you've done something wrong you've pissed someone off and so they send you to go to the, this desolate place to, in exile to go and spend the rest of your career that's what the slow horses are they are all spies who are either considered to be incompetent or they've messed up somehow beyond repair so they go and put them there and they do like all the the the, the menial legwork that interns wouldn't wouldn't see themselves as would see themselves above doing and that's what that team is and it's run brilliantly by gary oldman i've not seen him play that character in any other tv show or any other film he's fantastic uh and it's it's great it's a great show season three has dropped i'm waiting for a few episodes to rack up before i dive into it because it's one of those shows where you it, they leave each episode with a cliffhanger and you can't just say i'm gonna watch one episode and wait for a whole week to go and watch the second episode so i have to wait for at least three episodes to rack up before i jump in and then staying with apple tv uh just before we jump into our spotlight section there is a, a new show called monarch legacy of monsters recently the uh godzilla and kong versus uh, I can't remember what the full title is, or it's Godzilla versus Kong versus someone else. Uh, but it's it's a new Godzilla movie, a new Kong King Kong movie that is coming out. The trailer just dropped a couple of days ago. And this is a tie-in, obviously, the TV show on Apple TV, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, is essential because they're building they're building the whole multiverse or not multiverse rather universe the monsters universe right where you had godzilla you had kong um uh what was the other one there was a different one that's added to it as well but all those monster movies right on right on or something like that right on I'm not too sure, but, but I know they've had a series of films recently. So they had the Godzilla movie on its own, then they had Kong movie on its own, and then they had movie where it was both Kong and Godzilla. And this is another one where it's both Kong and Godzilla and another monster that's been introduced. But Monarch Legacy of Monsters is a TV series that fits in that universe. So it's 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 following the company that is trying to you know get these monsters and keep them under control and so on and so forth i'm I, I i'm waiting for the episodes to rack up kurt russell and his kid um the one who played the uh, um, fake captain america in falcon and the winter soldier uh, they're both in it I'm, i want to check it out i haven't read any reviews for it but it's on apple tv waiting for a few episodes to rack up and then i can jump in 
and watch it. Is that something that you feel might entice you onto Apple TV? I know Slow Horse is obviously something that you might be interested in watching, but Monarch Legacy of Monsters, do you feel that's something you might want to watch? Um, I might view it. I mean, I'm more interested in For Mankind on Apple TV than anything oh, yeah. else. So yeah, that's got up to season four now, right? Yep, yeah, that's on season four now. So yeah, I, I, I love. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a really good, good series. Okay, let let me let me cane through all the ones that I want to watch first, and then I might pick that one up because I like. Oh, what's his name? Joel Kinnaman. It's yeah. Joel Kinnaman that's the, the lead in it. I'm, I even in stuff that I don't like, like Suicide Squad. I like him. I think he's a great actor. Uh, I really thought, uh, what was the other one? He did the reboot of Robocop and everyone was slating him saying, oh, he was he was terrible as Robocop. And I was like, don't mock Joel. Joel's great. I like him. He's fine. So it's all good. Anyway, I'll check for all mankind afterwards. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. I'm producer Dave. And this is Spotlight. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we are joined by the talented, award-winning head bartender of the Artesian Bar at the Langham. We're going to get her to introduce herself, and she's going to tell us straight away her first, her, her, her favorite movie about bartending. So please tell us your name and your favorite movie about bartending. So my name is Julia Cucurullo, and uh, I'll say that my favorite movie about Bartender is not actually a movie, but it's more a documentary, and it's called Hey Bartender. Hey Bartender. That's, yep. See, I, I haven't heard, whenever, when I, look, I did the research for bartending movies, I didn't think to go towards documentaries. I went TV series and films, and a lot of the ones that popped up weren't even more, uh, with the exception of two, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, they tend not to really focus on the bartending craft. It was more about the people and and what they were doing outside. They just happened to have jobs that were that involved bartending. But you you mentioned this documentary, uh, Hey Bartending. Tell us what it's about. Um, so it's basically a documentary around uh, mainly New York, uh, where they go and they ask to bartenders, and maybe at the time uh, we're talking about like 2013, something like that. Uh, that was exactly when I moved to London. And they asked, um, to uh, various bartender, famous, uh, more famous and less famous, if, uh, so let's say, no, if what was their life, uh, what they thought about bartending, the how bartending was going, and so on, and about also their own experience in the past, about the clientele and so on. It's really nice because it gives you like a, a insight of a place where you maybe have not been before, uh timing i mean time wise years where you were not maybe even allowed to drink and and stuff like that yeah going through prohibition in america and and obviously because you have different religious groups that always and and uh and and parenting groups that tend to want to look at alcohol consumption as being a, a terrible vice uh, meanwhile, you have bartenders as basically being free therapists. For me, anyway, when I go to when I go to a bar 
and I'm waiting for friends and I just like to 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 talk to somebody. Bartenders tend to, tend to be the only ones who will actually want to pay attention to me, but I guess it's because I'm asking them for drinks. Uh, but you know, let, let let's let's dive into yourself, your career as the as as a bartender, because you you've been you've you've been lauded with loads of awards across the years. You were a global winner uh, of the uh, Patron Perfectionist uh, 2020 uh, award. Uh, you were UK winner in 2019, uh, 2019 as well. Uh, tell us what drew you into the world of bartending. What 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 inspired you to become a bartender? So it was by chance, to be honest. I started when I was at the university. I was studying architecture. And then on the weekend, uh, I was going out with friends and it was so crowded all the time. So I come from a city in uh, in Italy, it's called Naples, Napoli. Um, and the weekend, Naples can be more chaotic than it usually is. So I started to be like, oh my God, I don't wanna be in the traffic for so long and so on. And then a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to cover a shift, like in the clock room in a, in a bar. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, I'm coming. And then I came back the, the week after to do waitressing. And then I was always getting closer to the, the bartenders and be like, oh, what are you doing there? Show me what's these cocktails, how is it called, how you make it, why you make it like this. Because I was more curious on the prepping things than just on serving them. So that's how I started slowly, slowly. And uh, again, like weekends when I was at the university and uh, when I finished all of the exam at the university, I was like, okay, what I want to do now? I will go to London because suddenly during the years, I just started to be a little bit more interested in all of the bartending scene. Then I was always going for trips regarding bars to see or bar show to see. So that I was planning my, my my trips. And then I decided to move to London after I finished the exam at the university because I was like, you know what? I want to learn a little bit of English. I mean, better because before I could kind of understand, but I couldn't say a word. And, uh, and I can work a little bit in bars that I've been just drinking in, maybe. Then I, uh, I moved here officially only for the summer. And then I got distracted because here you don't really understand when summer starts to finish. And I've been here for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we actually have a fixed uh, point for for summer. It's, it, it's a surprise if it comes in. So totally get exactly <laughs> what you mean. And then uh, and then I start to work here. And um, because I loved it already, it was kind of easier uh, to just get you know, more interested because the, the level here was different, completely different. The fact that I remember the first, one of the first drinks that they asked me here to make, uh, it was a Vesper. And they basically, I was surprised coming from Naples. I was surprised that the people were calling the drink by name. I was like, what? <laughs> Did they actually say Vesper? <laughs> and not just the mix of James Bond drinks. But that's the thing, it's because it, obviously when, you know, you have, it de depends on which kind of bars you go to where, the, where and obviously you talk about cocktails and mixtures of drinks. A lot of people tend to stick with their own uh, specific drink mix and that's what they want and they say that as opposed to giving it the actual names. 
or if you're going through a cocktail menu, it's the ones that, in my experience, the ones that jump out at you, the ones with either the uh, the provocative names like Sex on the Beach or or Hard Screw or whatever. They just basically are the ones that you're like, yes, that's the one that I want, as opposed to cocktail connoisseurs. Uh, yeah. that you know that they, they would know the names of the of the cocktails that they want to do so so as you 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 progress from that what how did you make that leap from from the casual bartending that you grew up with to becoming the head bartender at a place as prestigious as artisan so it might be oh my god i'll say that it's easy to say but it's about working hard and being passionate, I guess. So more you get interested, more you learn, more you learn and more you want to do, and more you want to do, more you want to leave, you know, um, the bar with the, uh, a good impression from guests and more you care as well. Caring is the, the most important, important word that you should use because it's not just about caring uh, on the drinks that you're making is about the caring about the guests that you have. It's about caring about yourself, about your colleagues, about everything is around you. And more you do that, more you show that, um, you know, more you can progress. You should be on 360 on this because it's no, this is a job that is not just about the drink, the recipe, or that's it. It's all, it's all about everything. A bar is uh, an experience. And with with that, following that train of thought, because I've never made, I've never mixed a cocktail in my life. I love them, especially the ones that have rum in it. Although I've someone recently uh, introduced me to a, a Manhattan and it, it, that's kind of like the one I go to at the moment. That's what I order. But what, for, as, as, a, as someone who is experienced in both making it and living that life, and as you said, experiencing uh, the the drink itself. What does it say? What does it say about a person, um, a person's choice in cocktail? What does that say about them to you, the person who's making this, who knows more about the different types of cocktails? So I don't think that actually the choice say much. So if you come at the bar, you're really specific on what you want. The only thing that I can guess is that you had many experience on that type of cocktail, so you know where it can go wrong or right, so you know exactly the type that you like. Honestly, I will never judge anybody for the choice of the drink because it's all about your things that you want to do or you want to drink or you want to experience in that particular moment of the day. So it can be either, it's about how you feel. It can be either a longer, refreshing drink with little alcohol or it can be a really busy one. That will tell me more about the day that you had more than what you are, I guess. Excellent. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus Iaco. And I'm producer Dave. And we are here with Julia Kurkurulo, who is the head bartender at the Artisan Bar at uh, the Langham, the Langham Luxury Hotel, and you're here to promote the uh, the the wonderful pairing of humble chicken and artisan pairing experience that you're offering. So tell us, tell us more about that. Tell tell us more, uh, what what it is all about and the the pairing that you're combining with the chef's work. So it's been a um, couple of years uh, as an artisan. We are working close with the chefs. Uh, we wanted to create an experience that was pe- uh, compare to uh, a chef experience also in cocktails. 
So also our own uh, menu is based on technique and is based on experience similar to a, um, a chef experience. So we made a, a cocktail list that is a cookbook. So you can also find some recipes. Um, starting from that, we wanted to create something that was more 360. We uh, started last year collaborating with uh, Angelo Sato, so the chef uh, behind Humble Chicken in Soho. They actually made a wonderful menu of uh, bites and uh, sharing plates for us. This year, for the second uh, release, we wanted to create something a little bit more combined together. So we started with the tasting. We had already the menu uh, of the cocktails and uh, he came also to try them and he created a cocktail, uh, sorry, um, a food menu that was going well with our drinks, but that was not enough because we wanted to make something that was easier uh, to understand it, to order together. So we had a couple of back for the, for the um, tasting and we pair three drinks from the menu uh, with the three of the dishes that he was proposing in a way that uh, the drinks, they pair well, they don't go by contrast, but they just go with a, a flow uh, for the entire experience. So you can have a, a nice time without even just focusing on one thing on the seeing if the drinks of the cocktail works and so but because they will work well together in a way that you will even even notice it until the end you will be like that was a really a nice night that was a really a nice experience because it's all as i was saying before it's all about the the entire experience is the room is the light is the team is the the food that you having the drink and then everything will kind of show up in your mind in your memory as a, an entire beautiful experience and now exactly what we wanted to do as well with the drinks and the so so you'd be having if i understand this correctly you'll be having different drinks with each uh with each segment of the of the meal is that the case it's so you're... like a pairing uh, that you yeah. have like a set course menu a set course absolutely yeah. oh, like okay so, so producer Dave is a food snob, and he's a person who basically will—he's—he's he's very particular about the food and the drinks that he mixes. Um, what kind of experience would you recommend for producer Dave when he goes and he sits down? What should he order as a starter? What should he pair it with, and uh, right down to dessert? Uh, so the experience at the um, at the the artesian is the pairing experience. Uh, it starts with the edamame and the tuna tataki beautifully made and uh, paired with um, a cocktail that we call peas. So you start with something refreshing, kind of a palate cleanser in a way. You have the acidity of the lemon on the peas that goes well with the tuna, almost like a kind of sushi experience. Uh, uh, again, palate cleanser. Then you pass by the, um, the, the fried chicken, the uh, buttermilk fried chicken smoked and that will work with uh, uh that works with um a drink that we call sweet potato kind oh, of apple yeah. spritz so you keep a little bit still refreshing but you go a little bit more uh, deep in alcohol because it has also part of uh, gin in it and then you end with um, the uh, pork bow with a beautiful Ooh. quail egg inside. 
one of my favorite dishes there. And that, that will pair with something a little bit stronger as a combo. Imagine like a Negroni uh, whiskey base, uh, but with the uh, uh, seaweed flavor as well. See, I'm just watching producer Dave as he's just his face is lighting <laughs> up with every every single bit that you especially when you went to the alcohol and you started mentioning some <laughs> well, of the words. Hey, do like, you need to come over? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe so. I, I do like the idea of the Negroni. So yes. <laughs> There we go. So we're going to be getting, we'll pack Prince Dave off, we'll send him to the Langham and he's going to be there to experience uh, this this uh, this paradise of, uh, of food pairing with drinks pairing and he'll come back and he'll just non-stop just, just rave about how much uh, how, how much he enjoyed that particular experience. Now, I want to I want to wrap up our segment by bringing you back into the world of film and television because uh, we I was doing a, a little bit of research on uh, again, bartending and and film and, and and films and bartendinglicensehelp.com listed two films in particular as being uh, you know the best bartending movies, which are Coyote Ugly and Cocktail. So mm -hmm. Coyote Ugly, starring uh, Tyra Banks, it's, it's got Tyra Banks in it. It's got John Goodman in it, while Cocktail has Tom Cruise in it. Have you seen these two movies? If you have, um, would do you agree? that they are great bartending ambassadors or do you feel no 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 they took a lot of liberties with it uh so i watched them yes indeed um actually uh, cocktail is one movie that everybody watch that everybody always mention uh coyote ugly is uh, for, I, I love coyote ugly in a way that for the atmosphere that it gives you obviously it's all about being, uh, you know, having fun and uh, both of them. All about having fun and uh, playing and, you know, there is not the show or what's it behind the scene. Yeah. That's something that you always miss. But I think that that's the part that nobody wants to see. <laughs> yeah, nobody goes as with Kyrie Ugly. It's a fun experience watching them dance on the bar on <laughs> on, on the on the on the bar and pour all the the liquor and the ice and everything else. They never show the part where they're cleaning up afterwards. Exactly. So, yeah. When, you, when I would watch that, I'm like, oh, that's super fun, super amazing. And then you look at it like. Who's gonna clean that? <laughs> <laughs> that shows how embedded in the world you are. You see it and you can't enjoy the experience because you're thinking, ah, <laughs> uh, as soon as everybody leaves, I'm gonna stay till seven in the morning. <laughs> exactly. You're hosing down the floor, and by the time you finish, it's time to open up again and go back in. <laughs> Excellent. Uh so uh, Julia, thank you very much for joining us on, on our show today to talk about uh your role in the uh, the amazing pairing. Uh, with the food and the and cocktails at Artesian at the Langham, uh, producer Dave is he's he's based in London, so he'll he'll be the first person I'm going to push to go and to go and experience it, and then he's going to come back and tell us all about it, hopefully before Christmas comes in, and uh, and and everybody can spend you can spend your Christmas time or as as well in the new year uh, when Valentine's Day comes across, that would be a great uh, you know occasion to be able to go and take your. I'm sorry, what was that? A full experience there. <laughs> yes, exactly. To experience, to, to to have the full experience at the Artisan. So Julia Corculo, thank you very much for joining us today on Shoot the Breeze. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining in and listening to us talk about bartending movies and talking about the Artisan. Uh, I have been Marcus E. Ako. I'm still producer today. Thank you very much for listening and 
Speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.